0: I am free, thank God, I am free, I am.
1: This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be, I'm Free, with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones.
2: Hey, people. Hello, hello, and happy day to you. I hope that you feel that it's a happy day because... It is a happy day. I feel it's a happy day. Regardless um, to the troubles that are stirring again and the things that are happening right now, it's still a good day. And the reason that I say that is not that there is not uh, sorrow, not that there is not pain, not that there isn't woes in the land, but... Because of the fact that God is still on the throne, that he is still in control, that regardless to, um, what is happening, he is still in control. I've said this before, um, there are worse things than death, physical death. Um, there are worse things than some of the trauma that we experience in this life, um, being eternally and, and, and forever separated from God, that is, that is the worst thing. So having that hope and knowing those things, that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me pressing. And um, I tell you, without hope, <laughs> that's when life would truly be, what, hopeless. That's right. <laughs> without God, there would be no hope. Without his plan for salvation, there would be no hope. So um, the things that are going on, the ugly, evil head of racism has um, reared its head again. Um, It's staring many of us in the face again. um, I've talked about that on this show many times. We've done a series about Racism, what about racism? Um, you can go back and look at it on our show page, um, part one through part six. I approach that subject from a biblical perspective and um, try to always keep that perspective with every show that I do. So um, if you need to refresh yourself, go and check that out. Or if you maybe never heard it, you know, go and check that out on our show page. Um, but for tonight, I want to talk about some exciting things tonight. I want to talk about some good things, um, the things that God is doing um, in the earth, and I don't think that it's limited to uh, Chris and myself. I don't think it's limited to the guests that I'm going to have joining me tonight, but um, we are endeavoring and doing our best to move with the cloud, you know, to follow the cloud, to have our ears uh tuned uh to the ground so to speak and to to know what God is saying in the midst of all of this upheaval and craziness and you know what he is still speaking and he is still um working in the midst of trouble there's often revival in the midst of pain and apostasy and uh, backsliding, um, that's where revival comes in. <laughs> because without those things, um, mankind as a whole tends to forget their need for God. They tend to forget that, they, um, that there is a God and that they need him. So sadly, um, those hardships um, are often the catalyst to revival. Now, I was expecting to have my husband join me tonight and um i was just notified that um we won't be able to get him on it looks like we're going to have some trouble um connecting him to us tonight so honey i miss you if you if you're listening um over in the other room i miss you and i'm sad that you're not with me especially because we have a couple that's going to be joining us um I want to read a little bit to you about this wonderful couple, um, but I want to tell you how we met them also, and um, I'm going to let them join me in a few. But let me see. What I have in front of me is um, the bio for Pastor Darrell W. Elliot and his lovely wife, Kimberly Elliot. Pastor Darrell is president of Ladder World Ladder Rain, World Outreach, and Diadem Technologies. He is a conference speaker, evangelist, and worship leader. Miss Kimberly um, Pastor, Pastor Darrell is married to Miss Kimberly Elliot, he says, the love of his life and is the proud father of four children, Leona, Daryl II, Raina, and Joseph. Next to God himself, his family is his greatest treasure and life, priority, and that's the way we like it. <laughs> um, Ms. Kimberly is the chief operating officer of Diadem Technologies, a global technology manufacturing and integration company. And, of course, she's partners with Pastor Daryl in Latter Rain um, World Outreach Ministries. They work side-by-side side and hand-in-hand, hand, and we've um, had the privilege of witnessing some of that in the last uh, month and a half or so. Um, as an evangelist teaching ministry, Latter Rain's trademark outreach Street Reach changed many lives regardless of socioeconomic background, age, or nationality. Its conferences have equipped many in the body of Christ within the United States and abroad in the areas of evangelism, discipleship, leadership, family development, and ministerial training. And boy, do we need lots of this. Boy, do we need more of this. this, this um, I really like this, um, this phrase here. It says, having had the experience of serving the body of Christ in many capacities, he touches the lives of many believers, motiv- motivating them to pursue their destiny in God. His message to them is, sell out to God today, for tomorrow is not guaranteed. And, you know, sometimes, people, we need a little nudge. We, we need a little push. Um, we need someone to remind us that tomorrow is not promised. Um, the night is coming when no man will be able to work. You know, so we need to work now. We need to work now. And we had the pleasure of meeting this couple, uh, believe it or not, at a family function, um, they uh, were uh, friends with uh, some, some family members of ours, and we were invited to a barbecue. And um, we showed up at the barbecue, and we ate some good food. We laughed. We talked. And then um, the host asked me and my husband to do some music, Uh, They knew that we did music, uh, that Chris plays guitar, that I sing. So they asked us to do some music, um, you know, to put on a concert, if you will, for the family. And um, we were happy that Pastor Daryl and Kimberly were there, and we asked them to join us, and they graciously did so. And boy, I tell you, we hit it off. (laughs) We hit it off, and we started praising and worshiping and singing old songs and new songs and it just felt like we had been working together for years and that was truly a blessing and that's how we met and that's how our journey began so now the lord has um put on both of our hearts to partner with each other and um we're going to talk to you a little bit about that partnership and I'm going to let them tell you some things about themselves. So I know I'm running out of time here, but I do want to at least give them a chance to say hello before we go into the first break. So, hey, guys, are you there? We're here. How are you today? Hello, hello. (laughs) Good. I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. (laughs) I'm great. I'm great, how are you, Miss Kimberly? I got to speak to your hubby a little bit earlier, so how are you? I didn't get to hear your voice yet?
3: I'm doing well. It's a pleasure to be here.
2: doing great Good, good. The hubbies were telling me how tired they were um just before going on the air. um You sound pretty chipper <laughs> yeah
3: i'm I'm doing pretty good okay, good., so we're getting back into the swing of things.
2: Oh, yes, that can be a challenge, huh? <laughs> that can take some adjusting. Well, time is going to fly by really fast. Um, so let me try to Did I do good with you guys' intro? Is there anything about yourself that um as far as the intro goes, your bio that I that I didn't say that you'd like to say?
4: I think I think that was well covered. <laughs> I think uh, we we we'll, we'll I guess we'll get through it all as we talk
2: <laughs> okay okay well I am usually sipping some sort of tea on the air and tonight I won't be sipping tea I just got me some water and I got me some apple cider and it's one of my favorite because it's an unfiltered you know unprocessed it's just it's, just, it's like the natural raw organic apple cider so Either one of you sipping anything special tonight? Well, we just have our
3: green tea and a little cold water. That's it. Nothing fancy.
2: <laughs> All right. Sounds healthy. Sounds healthy. So we're on the same page there. Uh, the yeah. break is coming up in a few seconds. So people will start firing questions at this wonderful couple right after the break.
1: Tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the
5: Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls. To do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness. To create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ets. Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls, and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse abandonment and neglect to find a second chance at happiness it is a story for those who have been rejected who have dreamt and fallen short who have survived traumas such as molestation rape or incest the story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in jones's story may purchase your copy of the story of me online at authorhouse.com this show's host page amazon.com or any of the major bookstores the story of me thank
0: god
2: Okay, people, we're back, and I'm going to start firing some questions um, at my guests, and I'm going to start with Pastor Daryl, and this um, is a very important question. Our listeners must know, need to know, how in the world did you come to know the Lord yourself? What was that journey like for you, um, Pastor Daryl? Why, why and how did you... Um, Come to acknowledge the Lord as your Savior.
4: Well, uh, actually, I grew up in a uh, in a Christian home. My mother uh, was faith is actually still alive. She's 86 years old today. She's still faithful in the same church that uh, she took me to as a child. Uh, and so, at, at a young age, I was in the music business. I, I was in the music business from a young age, and. Of course, I traveled a lot and had broad experiences around the world. And my mom had a basic rule of whenever you're in town, you're going to be playing on that piano in that church on Sunday. <laughs> and uh, and so, of course, like any other uh, young person, uh, I was doing it, but it, I, I, w- I can't say that my heart was all in it. I was just doing it out of obedience to my mother. Uh, over time, though, uh, I, through my friendships and uh, some key friendships in my life, I was going to church with them, playing in their churches, and I started to hear uh, the Word of God. You know, you grow and you mature and you start to hear the Word of God. then God started pulling on my heart. and uh, And one, I accepted the Lord at a young age, but, you know, I just, I just, I just accepted him as my Savior, but I can't say that from that time I was completely sold out Mm -hmm. until one day in my later teens while I was in college. uh, I was at a service, at a a, uh, camp meeting, and the preacher, she preached the word in such a manner that the Holy Spirit just grabbed me. So I did accept. Christ. I already ex- accepted Christ, but my my conversion experience, as I like mm-hmm. to call it, mm-hmm. uh, right uh, when. So you can say there are two 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 landmark times where, you know, when the when I first understood the gospel clearly in my younger teens, that I I knew I didn't want to go to hell, and then uh, I went on and played around after. I gave my I gave my hand to the preacher and gave part of my heart to the Lord. <laughs> but that when uh-huh. I when I had that experience, so that's when I would like to say God really really grabbed me and I never was the same since that time.
2: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you had the advantage of growing up, um, in, in, a, in a setting where you were hearing the word. And thank God, um, as the scripture says, that if you train a child in the way that they go, that they they will not uh, depart. So yeah. thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Thank the Lord for your mother. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, Ms. Kimberly, how about you? When did you and how did you come to know the Lord? Well,
3: I was fortunate, um, that to be my mother's child of her later years and um, it was during that time that she began to become more serious about the Lord um, through some associations and friends and people that she worked with so I was raised um, in the church I had the privilege to go to a Christian preschool and um, it was there that we would sing Christian songs and even the ABC. But scriptures, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Be, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. So from a young age, I had the privilege to um, not just experience a church environment, but also to be taught the Bible stories, um, the value system, and in such a way that was so enjoyable for me. So I enjoyed singing the songs and dancing, and those teachers there were so amazing and they gave me such a wonderful um christian experience from from a young
2: age. Mhm, mhm, so there was no uh time when the when like your husband described a uh, 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 c- conversion experience, or was there was there it was just always a part of your life or was there some you know, time where it became even more more real to you, or more. It's
3: always a part of my life. Um, the Lord would speak to me even in dreams from a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would I would have dreams, and um, the Lord would speak to me as a child. So I, I had a really close relationship to the Lord as a child, which was very unique.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I had a different type of. Um, I guess demeanor and understanding about the ways of God, even as a child. So the Lord, He He captured me uh, from a young age, and Amen. I was, Amen. and I had a close relationship with God, not just knowing about God, not mm-hmm. just hearing the stories, but to have a relationship with God and knowing how to pray, even as a, a baby girl. Um, mm-hmm. I was I was kind of mature for my years, even then.
2: Mhm. Mhm. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God for that. Another um another testimony of what happens when you keep the kids close <laughs> and when you instill the things of God in them at an at an early age. And you, know, you know, you avoid so many hardships in life. Amen. Yeah. You know, so yes. Okay then. Um now, if there was any hardships you know, that you want to share along the way because some people might say, well, okay, so you guys were just, you know, you you were goody-two-shoes and you were just born in the church and you ain't had no problems. And so why why are we interested in what you have to say? Some people may say that. Others may not. Others may be just like, oh, this is cool, you know. (laughs) Go ahead. I was definitely a
3: goody-two-shoes. My husband was not. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: not much I, I do actually have a unique story that, um, about nine years old, um, we, we had, um, been with a ministry that was a, a new startup church and we had moved into a new location in Baltimore city. Mm-hmm. And it was about maybe the second Sunday at that church. And, uh, we were supposed to have prophets class and it was for all of those who, um, Who believed that they had a prophetic call on their life? Well, Mm -hmm. I didn't go to the class, and I was outside hanging out with some of the other children and my friends, and we were just having a good time. Well, before you knew it, it was a loud popping sound outside, and my side started to burn. And I kept saying, I think I got stung by a bee. I think I got stung by a bee. My mother flew down those steps so fast, and lo and behold, I had been shot. And at that time that I made a promise to the Lord, I said, Lord, if you keep me and save me and uh, help me in this situation to pull through, I will serve you for the rest of my life. And it was at nine Mm -hmm. years old that I understood the power of staying close to um, obeying God where I was supposed to be in him. And not string. So I had a dramatic situation. And it was mm. such a miracle that um, the bullet actually um, just grazed my side. And mm. it went in and it went out and it didn't hit any bone. I was basically in and out of the hospital in a couple of days. But that was definitely a life-changing event for me mm. that I realized that God really wanted me close. And I mm. really didn't have much room, even as a child straying away because that, that um, would be danger
2: for me so that's, oh, that's wow. the testimony mm-hmm. Amen well that, that's a powerful testimony I, I know that it was mentioned in service one day that you had been shot but I had no idea you were only nine at the time and uh, I can just imagine how traumatic that was but I'm so thankful that God um, used it for his glory you know, he used it to to strengthen that relationship between you and him. So you were quick to say that your husband was not a goody-two-shoes, though. So, Quiet. <laughs> I'm not going to pry, but I'm just going to give you an opportunity if there's any any special thing you want to share to counter what your wife had to say or confirm what your wife had to say. <laughs> I'll
4: come clean today, (laughs) but no, uh, no, because I because I came up, uh, you know, as I said, I traveled the world uh, as a as a musician um, at a young age, and by being in the music industry, I played, you know, I played everything from classical music to jazz. I got uh, I played all kinds of music in the studio. I had uh, endorsements uh, and. And when you live that when you have those opportunities it of course exposes you to a lot of things in the world so uh as a result of living uh the 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 i, I call it the hollywood type lifestyle uh, mm-hmm. with that uh you know you have a lot of you have a lot of opportunity for sin, so for me uh I would say my biggest issue was basically just general mischief uh you know so mm. i loved, mm-hmm. i love i loved women I could get into all the different clubs the big you know big clubs or whatever um i i wasn't a big uh drug person because I actually had athletics, so because i played i played a lot of sports i kept i i did not i did not do any illicit drugs uh or um I did do some drinking sometimes go out drinking with my friends uh but uh the reality is and the honesty is, is that i did not i i my addiction was women uh, i did i messed around for a lot of women uh and just uh and the other things uh the other issue was that i loved i loved the kind of money i made uh mm-hmm. so with, with with that kind of lifestyle you know you love your women you love your money and uh
2: those that Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Hold that thought. I stopped looking at the time because I was engrossed. So hold that thought. We'll be back. All righty.
1: Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these.
5: A black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A Black Nurse. (laughs)
2: I have Pastor Darrell and Kimberly Elliot on the phone, and um, we're going to run out of time, so I'm going to let Pastor pick up right where he left off. He was talking about the temptations and the um, struggles of the music industry um, in his not-so-goody-two-shoes um, days. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you know, and and you know, out of that experience, you know, because because I uh, did you know, I loved I loved partying uh and like I said I liked the I I I loved being with different kinds of women and uh living the lifestyle of having money, uh money being your god. Mm-hmm. Uh and out of that, you don't you don't make decisions based upon anything kingdom-based. Uh, you make the, your, your, all your decisions can be pretty, pretty selfish. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so as a result, uh, you know, God had to turn some things around.
2: <laughs> see, oh yeah. See. Oh yeah. And, and he will, he will.
4: <laughs>
0: yes, he I think
2: uh, well, most of us or several of us can testify to similar, similar stum- stumbles in our life. Um, yeah. So that's the good thing about it, people listening, is that um, if that's your walk and if that's your story, you know, that's not too much for the Lord. That's not too hard for Him to get right. a hold of you and to transform your life. So now we're speaking to two people who um, who love the Lord, and um, I think our listeners might want to know then, while you were both on these individual paths, what led you together? How did you meet each other? How did you come well, together? Well,
4: actually, as a, um, you know, actually I had been previously married. Uh, I was in a prior marriage, and what's really funny is that, my, you know, my story is, my my actual story of my prior marriage is, 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 is an anomaly, because you don't really think many times about the husband being the abused. <laughs> in the in the relationship mm. uh, mm-hmm. but it was, it was a very difficult relationship uh and and i was a, I was actually married for twelve years and it was in a it was an abusive relationship from the onset um i think part of part of that in all honesty was because that um you know I didn't necessarily have all the tools to recognize what would be a good marriage uh situation um mm-hmm. from you know from living my proud lifestyle and so as a result um you know I had a, had a divorce in that prior marriage but actually I met Kim and her family actually, I actually knew her family friends with all of them uh her mom and her sister uh when I was with a minister of music uh at a church where I was actually turning turning around their music ministry and uh, actually it's just a friendship that we 've had for years first prior that we knew one another um, and you know the one thing is that god God knows you know God knows how to fit someone with you because when I had my divorce and when i had when when that all had had taken place, he knew that i wasn 't necessarily keen on going out venturing out with different uh women because coming from the entertainment industry, I was not that kind of trusting of women. I, I knew how groupies were. Uh, mm-hmm. There were groupies they were groupies in church, believe it or not, because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of people knew me. And uh, she just, she, you know, she just continued to be my friend. And we, we, we just got closer and closer, maintained our friendship. And then, you know, the Lord just he just basically spoke to us at the same time one day, and we looked at each other. And it was like, No, you know and, and, and um that, that that you know, it just hit us that we we had we had we had the juice style, I'll put it that way, to be together and then we allowed our love to grow um in that process. So uh mm-hmm. that's 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 my side of the story.
2: I'll yeah. I'll let it show you. I'll let it well, I see that um, from looking at both of your information, it looks like you both went to Towson University, and Ms. Kimberly also has a Bachelor of Science um, in Music. Uh, she was a music major, so I'm going to ask Ms. Kimberly, um, how accurate is your version, and um, did your getting together have something to do with you going to the same university? Well, I went to Towson University sometime
3: way after <laughs> he oh, has a few okay. years So we were not there at the same time. Okay. Um, I had first gone to Temple University in uh, Philadelphia uh, for one year, and uh, I had later transferred to Towson University, and that was during a time where um, the expenses of college just were outrageous. Um, and so I I came back to to Baltimore to go to Towson University. I I did know Daryl for a long time. Um, His situation was pretty sad, (laughs) and I felt Mm
0: -hmm.
3: I had a lot of compassion for not just him but also his children, Um, and, and just try to sometimes you see people go through things, and the best thing you can do for them is just to be a good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think at the root of our, our relationship is a deep friendship and a compassion for each other. Um, during that time, I was also going through a lot of challenges with school and trying to finish and get through. I had a, a really um, heartbreaking situation um, that happened to me as far as I graduated the top of my class um, Like I said before, I was always in the Lord, and I thought I had just done everything just perfectly, but things did not turn out the way that I thought, and I I didn't get the scholarships for school that I wanted. Um, It seemed like everything was just falling apart, and so I think that for us, just having a a friendship uh, was the the core of our relationship, Mm -hmm. and uh, it it just grew from there.
2: Wonderful. Wonderful. When I counsel people, or um, when when I share uh, Chris and I's story, that was that was our beginning too. And I think that that's a a wonderful way to start a marriage <laughs> is to have a good friendship. <laughs> a good yeah, friendship yeah. first. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. I think people, you know, overlook that part because mm-hmm. they want the fairy tale romance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But friendship keeps you from hurting each other. Friendship, mm-hmm. always make sure that you look out for each other. And friendship also dictates how far you'll go um, to to make sure that you're at least humanly decent to the person that you're in a relationship with, even when they make you so angry. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. for couples, um, not overlooking friendship is so important.
2: I agree. I agree. Now, yeah. you guys were touched on. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. And you, know, and, and, you know, when we're not at our best, we
4: always, we always are going to talk to one another one way or the other. And mm-hmm. because you have a friendship, you can say to the person, you know, that hurt my feelings. I didn't like that. Or, you know, you can, be, you, can, you can open up with some honesty because you have the safety net of the friendship. And you don't have to worry about any ulterior motives that's going on behind the behind the curtain basically.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could tell we could have some good talks and and some good programs about marriage on this, uh, with you all. So, hm. <laughs> we might have to plan some of that in the future because we we talk about life, love, and trauma on this program, and we talk about it all from personal experience and we talk about it all from a biblical perspective and it sounds like um you all have that in common with us, so yeah, yeah. keep that in mind <laughs> all right well, what um what made you start Ladder Rain World Outreach? How did that come about? And um, I don't know who wants to jump in there on that one, which one of you wants to do that. That,
4: that would fall on me. Uh, I would, uh, Ladder Rain started right after I actually uh, had um, had gone to ministry. It was started about a year afterwards. Uh, Prior to that, I had done a lot of ministry before, but uh, Latter Rain was uh, inspired, it's inspired by understanding that God, if we understand the Latter Rain, you'll know what I'm talking about is that the Latter Rain is uh, something that's spoken up in the Bible in the book of Zechariah. Talks about asking the Lord in the time of rain that he will give you the Latter Rain, showers. Of refreshing, and it, it speaks of the latter being, the latter rain being greater than the former rain, and the latter and the former rain will come together, uh, and Hosea uh, speaks of that. I'm sorry, the book of Joel speaks of that as well, mm-hmm. and, and we, we are um, we're in a time where the church is in transition. It's in transition from what it was to what it shall be. Uh, the latter reign, um, the, I'm sorry, the former reign is what we may look at as more of the uh, more traditional church in the back, uh, you know, that was in, the, uh, in this previous century and all of its uh, order and structure and the foundation that it has given. The latter reign speaks of the church that is coming to the end time church, hmm. uh, the church that where the Holy Spirit will pour out upon all flesh, and, uh, and we will see miracles, signs, and wonders take place. And the revelation of the latter rain is that the latter rain and the former rain come together to form what is the latter rain. So our philosophy is that we do not, that we do not um, exclude what God has done to what God is doing because they are both vital components together. So, uh, you know, and the ministry is now 26 years old, and, mm-hmm. uh, and we started in evangelism and conferences and teachings around the world, and uh, the Lord has really blessed us to work with not only new uh, babes in Christ, but also to groom leadership around the world. And uh, that, is, um, that is the thing that we, we, we spend a lot of time in, grooming uh, and raising up churches, raising up new ministries, the new growth of the church, uh, but also we do not forsake the old fathers. As you had a chance to witness at a recent event that we had in the licensing of a young man, that, um, that uh, we were there with one of the fathers of the church at his church to do the licensing. So we, we give honor to those who have gone before us, and we have their blessing and support Because they see what God is doing in the future in
2: us. All right, perfect timing, because it's about time for the music to um, start, and um, there it is. We'll be back, people. We'll be back.
1: As a tragic past. shattered your future or your now don't let it this is i'm not the woman i used to be i'm free with minister diane jones and we'll be right back after these millions
5: of people are sexually abused each and every day not just by rape child molesters or pedophiles but by choice and through lifestyle preferences amazon.com and any major bookstore overcoming sexual abuse
1: this is the toginet radio network broadcasting quality programming to the world is there more living for you to do yes start living inspired be here for living inspired with trisha goyer Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central, on toginet.com. Tricia will dig deep at the topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on TuggyNet.com.
0: Thank God I am free. I am
1: free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TuggyNet.com show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal, it's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people, we're
2: down to the last segment of the hour. I want to give a quick plug to... um, Bethany Incorporated. Um, Bethany is a nonprofit organization that I am um, greatly and deeply involved in, and we are planning our 13th annual fundraiser. It's coming up on September 16th. Um, We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have Chris and the band, his live band, and we're going to have some dancers, um, of one of whom my daughter is. <laughs> she uh, called me up and she's like, "Mom, I want to be a part of it. You know, I want to I want to help you out this year." So she's bringing a, tan- a dance team with her, and the Lord has um, given me the honor of being the guest speaker uh, this year. So, you know, contact us. Contact us at ETS Ministries Inc. at Gmail. Contact us for more information. We'd love to see you there or we'd love your financial support because it is for a good cause. We are trying to reduce the homeless situation in Washington, D.C. So having said that, let me get back to my guest. Um, If you all can, in this short amount of time, tell me what is the Lord saying to you all about the church, you know, you're talking about the latter rain. You're talking about the end times. What is the Lord saying to you all about the church or for the church? How are we going to be effective? Um, how are we going to reach people in this end times? You know, anything along those lines.
4: Well, I would say that in my, what, I, what I hear in this hour is wake up, stand up, and step up. Uh, the, the church is being called to, I believe that God will call us to a new great awakening mm. uh, and that he will use the, the the church again to bring revival to the world. Uh, the church is now in a renovation. I believe it's, uh, the, you know, a lot of people think the church is dead because right now the church is losing membership at a, very high rate right now, uh, Mm. actually monthly. However, that gives way, you know, a tree has to be pruned to have new growth. So we we take a a biblical understanding of this, that we are now being called to uh, retool the church, Mm. uh, to have the church ready for this new season, Mm. new weapons, a stronger, uh, stronger, a stronger message. We no longer can dilute the message of Christ, but we have to illuminate the message of Christ and allow it to do its power. And so we, you know, the music may sound different because it's a new generation. Uh, maybe some things will change aesthetically, but the message is still the same, and it's still as effective as it was when it first was given, that, that God loves you, he has a plan for your life, and he wants to use you, and uh, he wants fellowship with you. And if we do that, uh, we know that we'll do well, but we are seeking to equip new leaders in this new age, and we have a lot of, a lot of uh, faith that he's going to bless this new generation.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Well, that is certainly something that we have in common, which I believe is why the Lord brought us together: is to equip and mature the people of God to do the things that they're called to do. Um, I've been praying, and I've and I feel it. You know, every so often it wells up in me, and I just I've been saying, Lord, we need a move of the Holy Spirit. You know, we need a, a, a showing and an outpouring of your power, and I think that's what you're talking about when you're describing the latter rain. Or, or am I miss? Am I am I yes. on target yes. there? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. So, you know, for 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 people who may not know what I'm talking about as far as the Holy Spirit or a move of the Holy Spirit, can you kind of give us a little description of what you think that? Looks like. What should well, we expect? What should we expect in this lot of rain? Well, we we
4: we understand that when there's a lot of pain, that uh, sometimes it gets to a point that earthly uh, earthly answers will not suffice,
0: mm-hmm. and you
4: need you need a move of the supernatural. Uh, God has to intervene in His power. And mm-hmm. and with that, the people get into a place that they are ready for something divine to happen. So, uh, it, a lot for the past few for the past decade or so, we've slipped into more humanistic thinking, and we've slipped mm-hmm. into more more self reliance mm-hmm. and more logical thinking. Where now we've come to a place that people are running out of answers. So that's prime time. For the Holy Spirit to show himself in the lives of individuals. Whether they be saved or unsaved, we know that God wants to reveal himself to mankind. And we as the church, have we have to be sensitive that that season is coming upon us,
2: and we have to be open for that power to flow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And one of the ways that you, you all and us are trying to At least get the word out is through social media is through things like this program through um, you know I know you all have a a Facebook uh, website and your ministry has a website and I know that both of you are are very much involved with technology Um, there's some things on here I don't even I don't even understand product development POS solutions, tablet PC, entrepreneurship. Does either one of you want to talk about that in terms of how it relates to ministry um, and the end-time ministry? Sure, I would, I would love to chime
3: in on that. Um, we're in a world and in a global society that's so sophisticated. And the system and the technology... And even the um, custom crafted messages that we're hearing on a daily basis are are so uh, well organized and put together. And we believe that in this future, it's going to have to be saints that are highly skilled, not just in um, the usage of the technology, but also um, also being able to um, understand how technology. Allows us to be able to communicate with so many people in so many places near and far, so we're 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 really um, we're really mindful of the times and the need to employ these these technology systems and to understand how they work and how it relates to the culture in order to spread the gospel to, to so many people.
2: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much negative. Um and and ungodly things being, you know, perpetuated through these means. But what I hear you all saying is that we we need to use these things for the kingdom. Is am I hearing yes. you correct? <laughs> right. right,
4: exactly. And I like to also add that you know the church has to become a lot more savvy as it relates to the financial systems. Uh, uh, how how to not just deliver uh, deliver. A message, but also how to be entrepreneurial, how to be, how to be, uh, to be skillful in business. Because uh, we're we're gonna have to be free, and you, it's hard to be free if you're working a job and you have a heart to do to all types of ministry. So mm-hmm. we do try to inspire people to aim towards some sort of financial freedom and techno- and, and for us we're in technology. We actually do banking technology. Uh, we work with all the major banks around the world, and we manufacture our own devices and from smartphones, tablets and uh, kiosk systems and things like that and we We use that as a part of showing uh, that there is a means for the people of God to be able to uh, you know finance the gospel the gospel. Does require financing, so, yes. you know, mm-hmm. so we have to be able to, uh, we have to be able to develop an economic uh, efficiency about ourselves to be able to do the, to be able to spread the message of the gospel. One of the things that the Apostle Paul and Jesus and all of them did was that they were able to generate their own revenue to be able to pre- uh, preach the gospel, and then others gave as they saw the message, as they heard the message
2: and believed. Hmm. Now, so we don't run out of time. um, Tell us if someone was interested in what you all do, how can they reach you? How can, whether it is the ministry aspect as far as ladder rain or whether it is the um, diadem technologies, how can people reach you? Well, the easiest way nowadays is social media. <laughs> so, <instead> of- <laughs> Go figure.
4: <laughs> okay, social media makes it easier. So if you look, if you look us up, Ladder Rain World Outreach, that's Ladder, L-A-T-T-E-R, Rain World Outreach. Uh, and they will find us. We're based in York, Pennsylvania. That's where our headquarters is. And our business is Diadem Technologies, D-I-A-D-E-M Technologies. In York, Pennsylvania, and uh, they'll they'll be able to find us through Facebook. Uh, and our, our handle is at Latter Rain World. Latter Rain World, all one word, and the other one for the minish, for the business is Diadem Technology. So, whether it's uh, any form of social media, that's our hook line: Latter Rain World and uh, Diadem Technologies.
2: Well, we got 15 seconds. People, I I can say that we have truly been enjoying the fellowship. It's been heartfelt. It's been refreshing to to dine, to worship, and celebrate the Lord together. And so we're looking forward to great things. And um, we'd love to have you all come out and see us. (laughs) So contact me or contact them. Until next time, Jesus loves you. Good night.